Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. There I am, and I says to myself, "Oh, this is a good episode of Raw so far. You got Edge coming up. Uh, Dexter Loomis just kidnapped the Miz. No one really cares about that. I'm enjoying. It. I love the Kevin Owens stuff. I enjoyed Dolph Ziggler. When was the? Oh my God! It's Johnny Gargano. Where did he come from? He's returned to WWE. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luke Owen, DAD. Welcome to the Monday Night Takeover review show." Uh, please press the thumbs up button, give us a subscribe, leave a comment down below if you're watching the on-demand version, and send in your ultra chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support, or read out every single one of them over five US dollars before the end of the show. Which is funny because this show was from... Canada! Canada. Worthless currency. Awful, awful human beings with terrible money. It's toy money. Yeah. It's like... In in the is it the the Weimar region in in pre-war Germany and people are trying to pay for loaves of bread with wheelbarrows of coin. I thought you were just going to say Monopoly money because it's what it is. That too. Anyway, great crowd and great people. What great they, country. What they lack in uh, a credible currency, they make up for. <laughs> with wrestling fandom. This Toronto crowd was fantastic all night and they were awarded with. An obvious surprise, because it's been reported by numerous, well, mainly by Fightful, actually, that Johnny Gargano was in talks with WWE to return. Now Vince has gone and he has an actual chance of getting a decent push. Well, I think as well, even before the reports came out, once Triple H took over, like me and Denise, the final show we did, who was there right front and center on the thumbnail was Johnny Gargano, because we were like, of all people that have been released, he's probably number one with a bullet that wow. Triple is going after. The the list that Pete made on WrestleTalk, go check it out, 10 former WWE stars that Triple H could bring back in. We've already had Loomis. We've already had Dakota Kai. Karrion Cross. Karrion Cross. Johnny Wrestling now. He was number two, I think. Bray Wyatt was number one. He's the biggest one now. Yeah, I know. Biggest I free agent. He's probably coming back as well, though, any. But something else has flown under the radar. 
Road Dog. I mean, Road Dog's back at back home, baby. Yeah, well, Road Dog had the smart play, really, wasn't it? Because he got fired and then just did a podcast every week where it was like, hey, do you know what's terrible? Dynamites. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then called him, hey, Trips, did you hear what I said on my podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Look, another website has got a headline out of something dumb that I've said on my podcast. Do you want to come and give me a job back, please? Do it again. <laughs> if you do it three more times, I'll give you a job back, Jesse. Is that his name? What yeah, is Jesse no, James. Jesse Armstrong. Well, it's, it's Brian Armstrong. Brian Armstrong is his real name, yeah. Tempest. Uh, did you hear how the, the line he did to try get a job with AEW? Uh, oh, yes, I did, yeah. <laughs> like, your show's terrible. Give me a job. I could help you improve from, from NXT. <laughs> I could come and tell you where you're doing your storytelling wrong. Did you see, actually, sorry, this is slightly off topic. Did you see the other reports? Uh, there's another name from NXT's past that Trips is looking to bring back in for main roster work. Moro Ranello. Ryan Katz. Ooh. Well, he's associated with the glory days of black and gold. That's a great name to be picking up the phone to. Mm. Well, exciting times. But let's do the return that's just happened, Johnny Gargano. So, really, second hour. Uh, my big criticism of the Triple H Raws so far is that they are two hour, great two-hour shows with another hour on the end of it. Oh, you yeah. Get, you get third hours of, like, here's Dolph Ziggler versus Theory. Or, or Dolph Ziggler versus Chad Gable. Um, a simple tweak. Dolph Ziggler versus Finn Balor in the first hour smacked. Well, this is Triple H learning on the job. It's early days TK mm. and AEW. Put things out there. <laughs> that didn't work. Let's not do that again. We'll reformat when we come to doing it the week after. So this show was structured with elevation in mind. Not AEW, Dark Elevation. Does that still exist? Probably yeah, somewhere. I think in so. some, yeah. some YouTube channel. It's how, it's how the best friends get wins. <laughs> <laughs> what? The best friends have had a 42 and 0? They're on a 20-match winning streak. How has Sir Pentico won 18 <laughs> matches? Luther's got to do something, all right? Is he, is he still with the company? He might be on Dark. Is Luther still doing stuff? I'm going to Google this now. You, you carry on, I'll find out. <laughs> That's the real trans, like the defection. If, Lu- if Luther shows up in <laughs> WWE... That's it's, when you know, it's deathmatch legend. <laughs> it's when you know Triple H has run out of people to bring in. Oh, if he bring, comes out with Brandy, though, that's the real thing. Bring Orson Kong and Mel, like all free agents at this point. Yeah, yeah. That's that's recapture that those days of early dynamite. <laughs> I'm just going to cage match, and I'll find out if it's there. So Johnny Gargano comes in and it, it really it was the top of the second hour, but you still had the actual main event to wait for. In the last couple of weeks, they've done the big pre-announced tease main event at the end of the second hour. So it makes that third hour feel like an appendix, like something to cut out. But this one really genuinely, you, you were still waiting for Edge and Priest. You just had a Loomis invasion angle, been a good show with a great crowd so far, and then just comes back from commercial break they did that like gallery of here's some Instagram images that were good on Instagram this week so boring, yeah, and then Rebel Heart starts playing, and every it cuts to people in the crowd and they're like I like this song why do I like this song and then the the Tron just goes Johnny Gargano. It just says Gargano. Did you just say Gargano. Just Gargano. Oh, so he's dropped the first name. Well, that was my worry. <laughs> and then he called himself Johnny Gargano. I was like, phew. And he's got the. He's 
got his little. F- oh, look. oh, sorry. I thought you were doing a, a Johnny Gargano face because he was sticking his tongue out a lot. Does the the little drawing have yeah. the tongue out? No, no, no. The drawing is just like the the straight line mouth. So he had that and everything. It was awesome. It oh, so good. So happy, and he is, you know, because a lot of the apprehension of NXT guys going onto the main roster before was. Well, Vince is going to bury them, but there's also in the back of everyone's mind, I think we're like, but but will the mainstream audience accept them? As soon as he came out, I was like, how can you not love this guy? He just he's so affable just by looking at him. Yeah, well, as the smartest crowd to put him in mm. front of as well. Like you didn't do this in Bumble F nowhere. That's not good. That would have you know given the re- the reaction that Champa had a couple of weeks ago when he was facing Bobby Lashley for the United States title, and he went to go to Canada smart crowd I'm not saying that 100 percent of the people there but a good like 70 percent of the people knew who he was and that 70 percent carried the other 30 into thinking this guy was a big deal and all of a sudden you've got a hundred percent of the audience looking at this guy like he's a big deal brilliant i love that steiner maths what well i just uh, yeah it's, yeah, yeah. So, they, 70 they, plus they 30 got, is 100 <laughs> 70, you effectively just said 70% of the time it works every time. <laughs> and then so, they carried the other 30%, yeah. and away we go. And I, I thought it was a, a wonderful one. Like, here's the thing is that, look, anyone can do a return. You know, it was the criticism that TK has had pretty much since middle of last year, which is like, all Tony can do is returns and surprises and four-year-long storylines. And, and this, that, and the other. All he knows how to do is the only way he can get people interested. And I, But you can't levy that same... I mean, actually, you can't levy that uh, criticism against Tony Khan, but you certainly can't do it against Triple H either because there's, this is more than just a return. This is more than just a new signing. It's a storyline. Mm. He's brought someone in with a big presentation and immediately has put them into a storyline. <clears throat> Previously, what we've had with NXT call-ups is that they just come onto the main roster and they have a three-minute match, and then it's like, now care about them <laughs> with no storylines, nothing going on. It's like that was carrying cross died a death because of that. So the point where they're like, put a gimp mask on, pal. So Triple H has brought Johnny Gargano out here. He introduces himself and says, look, this is who I am. This is what my accomplishments are. This is what I'm looking to accomplish. So I know exactly what his wants and needs are. And I've got his first feud with Austin Theory. Brilliant. What a completely brilliantly done segment that has set up the next few weeks of television. Mm-hmm. You can't do it better than this. It's it's so smart because, like you said, that Toronto crowd, huge reaction for Johnny. That makes people at home who are not familiar with Gargano go, okay, he's a big deal. And then Meltzer said in his review that he he hates those promos where you just run off a list of your achievements. The Miz promo. I am a... this. I've done this, 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 this. It's not how real people talk. I thought this was really necessary for Gargano, particularly because the last seven years, NXT is almost not part of main roster continuity. This Johnny debut on the main roster, or second debut, because... He was on his way to WWE. <laughs> separate. That's a separate one. Oh, yeah, no, this was the part of the foursome. where the Here's big, everybody. Uh, the big smiling uh, things like, I'm Johnny Gargano, next to I'm Tommaso Ciampa, <laughs> next to I'm Ricochet. <laughs> hate those smiling graphics they had for everyone. And who was the fourth? Uh, Alistair Black. Alistair Black. <laughs> I'm Alistair Black. <laughs> <laughs> big dumb smiles on their faces. But it's linking the lineage, and he said stuff like, I won the NXT tag team titles. I'm the first ever triple crown winner in NXT. I'm a pretty big deal. It's like, yes, this is how every NXT call-up should have been. 
you perfect the gimmick down in that promotion, you get that groundswell of support, so when they debut on the main roster, they bring that all with them. Yeah, and they've got the ability now to put video packages together. You could do a video package next week and be like, look, here's some of the great things he did down in NXT. Here's the history between Gargano and Austin Theory if you weren't watching NXT, which, let's be honest, isn't a lot of the WWE mm. audience. So you can, because I, I I don't really know much of The Way because it wasn't in the time when I was really watching NXT. Just watching it in passing and things like that. So I'm not as au fait with The Way as perhaps some other members of the audience are. So a video package like that to catch up idiots like me is you know the problem with the right thing with the segment was that they did enough to even even if you don't know who the way are you had enough like we have got shared history here's some references that we can throw here's i i, I know you you know me boom now we're in a storyline and i know exactly what my characters are it's like owens and zane the amount of references on commentary they make to this eternal war between them not just nxt which is kind of vaguely mentioned but far far beyond that like a decade plus rivalry that they tapped into that here by just giving you a bit of extra context. We are not starting a feud. We are in the middle of a storyline. That's that's really engaging viewership because you you're almost you have to play catch up a bit in your own head, which is treating your audience with respect. It's a mark of this Triple H era, which I'm most excited about, which is little things in the background, little references here. It's a far more rewarding viewership experience. And speaking of references, uh, Johnny Gargano referenced Bluey. So <laughs> five out of five episode. We may as well end the show now because there won't be a segment better than this. Uh, here's, here's a genuine note. Johnny said he's watched a lot of Bluey. Luke is going to freak about that. <laughs> and I did. Mm. I called my wife in. I was like, Kate, Kate, they just said Bluey on Raw. Come watch this. The greatest show on TV. You put it on at lunchtime. Yeah, well, me and Abby are big mm. Bluey fans, uh, and Terry's never seen it before. And Terry nearly cried uh, mm. one of the episodes we watched. Lame. Because it was really good. The camping episode. You know which one I'm talking about. So Theory interrupted him, Austin Theory, and he came down and they played up their pre existing relationship. We got a, a cute Who's Your Daddy chant from the Toronto crowd. But do you know what was the great thing about that? Because that was a loud chant, and it was started mm. by people who knew the way. <laughs> but carried on by people who, A, were just joining in on the chart, but B, people were chanting that at him when Vince McMahon left. Yeah. It's just a chant that belongs to Austin Theory, and it works <laughs> also in this segment. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, Kurt Angle. You Hopefully that becomes a part of his act now. Yeah. The Who's Your Daddy chant. Who's brought you to work? Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure you should be here? But... Uh, Johnny had gone through how he wants to be WWE champion, and the reason he came back is to prove to his kid that dreams are possible if you work hard enough. Theory comes in like, huh, I kind of have done everything you wanted to do already. Wait, yeah, it was amazing, wasn't it? Because all he's done is win the United States Championship. He's like, see, you know, I've done that, and I've got this, which sort of means that mm. I basically already won the other one. I haven't won the IC title either, but when you think about it, I've already done everything that you said you want to do. So then, but it was like a humble, braggy way, being a dick to his old mentor. And then they said, let's do a high five. And Johnny's like, he plays it up and then he super kicks him. Great. Perfect. What a great first feud. Because, you know, my head's always at, put him in, put him with Champa. And Champa was in the previous segment. Uh, but this, this makes perfect sense. It's a great first story. I... You know, you don't want to be either guy. One's the briefcase holder, one's new. But if I had to give it to one person, I'm going to fall back on WWE's horrible argument. You can be 
theory right Just now. Beat him all the time. Beat the, him like a drum. Gargano needs the win more. Hey, you got a win last week mm. uh, against uh, Dolph Ziggler. So my um my time watching this uh, was I was watching it through BT Sport on the on the old app, and ad breaks comes up. And I'm like, oh god, another ad break. Crikey. <laughs> all right, forward sixty, forward sixty, and then I pressed play. And it was the Instagram thing. So I was like, oh, come on. Just like skip, 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 skip. And then I just paused. And all of a sudden, Gargano's face is on my screen. And I was like, oh, look, it's an old video. They're showing an Go back, 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 back. Oh, it's the Instagram thing again. I had to watch all. And I was just watching the Instagram thing. And every time a new photo came up, I was like, I hated it even more. Mm. And I hated every person that was in an Instagram photo. Yeah. I was like, I now hate you, Liv Morgan. I now hate you, The Miz. And I hate you because I'm like, where's Johnny? <laughs> give, me, give me Gargano now. They're annoying segments anyway, those Instagram things. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. 
Should we see what the Swaff Nation have thought? We've got a lot of chats on them, actually. Matt Hennessy says, Man, words can't, cannot describe how happy I am to see Johnny Gargano back where he belongs. So happy to see him back in WWE. Thank you, Triple H. Of everyone to come back, Gargano was the person I wanted the most to return. And then he continues, One thing I've always appreciated about Gargano is that he can play fun heel, but he is at his best as underdog babyface. I loved his heel run and the way in NXT, but Rebel Heart Gargano cutting promos like this really makes me want to root for him to succeed. Uh, Feifel's report on this as well about the vaccine, they kept this a massive secret. Mm. Didn't have him on any running orders. Didn't actually bring him into like the building until his segment. So like Fightful's rundown was just the Austin Theory promo, and that's what it was on the rundown. So they did a really, really good job in making keeping this a secret because they wanted this one to be a surprise. See, it is possible. But that's because, of, you know when people say like, oh, dirt sheets ruin everything. They want dirt sheets to report <laughs> these things because it makes you want, like, if they didn't, they would just do this all the time. Hawk the Outcast 823. Greetings, guys. Can't watch live today, but just wanted to say, Johnny Wrestling! Also, if I could get a birthday shout out, that would be awesome. Turning 31, and I can honestly say you guys have gotten me through tough times this year. Thanks. Happy birthday, Hawk the Outcast. Happy birthday. Happy 31st. Great year. Noah Fortner. I haven't watched an episode of Raw or SmackDown in over four years, and even with the new era, I haven't really considered watching until Johnny Wrestling's return. I'm not saying I'm going to go back and watch immediately, but I'm definitely more inclined now. Uh, Total Nerd 21 When Gargano returned last night I was in such shock I didn't fully process it Now whenever I watch the clip of his return Tears fill my eyes Welcome back Johnny Gargano This Rebel Heart This Rebel Heart Wonderful See it was great uh, Power Packers 19 Menberg for 13 months Hey guys, listen at the airport before my birthday vacation It's everyone's birthday at this point A lot point. of parents getting jiggy in oh, just November before, Just before Christmas yeah. We've got two birthdays like almost back to back in the office here with three Pete and Adam birthdays, yeah. oh yeah three what a great show last night did I say that about Raw in 2022 so happy for Johnny uh, happy birthday Power Packers BT Eterick admit it you foresaw all of this coming which is why you deliberately lost at Quizzlemania so you could personally review the arrival of Johnny Wrestling into the Triple H era of WWE well you know it's about time we did admit this we lost on purpose didn't we we like really you and I were just desperate to review Raw again we knew Vince McMahon was going to step down yep uh, but we didn't want to break it. No, we don't want to break that news. That, that's Sean Ross Sapp's job. Like, we're not here to do any that news breaking stuff. And, you know, we both can't stand dynamite. So we were like, let's just lose this on purpose. And we can review Raw. Riot DR. Hey, yo. My brother has a habit of falling asleep during the dull parts of Raw. Amazingly, he was alert for almost the entire show. He even said, Johnny Wrestling is back. He didn't even watch NXT at its black and gold best. Nice way to spend three hours. It's amazing how much of that just sort of goes through like osmosis and stuff because uh, my wife came in after the whole Bluey, you know, I called her in for the Bluey thing. <laughs> and uh, she goes, what's going on? I said, Johnny Wrestling, she's, Johnny Gargano's just returned. And she was like, oh, he had that feud with Tommaso Chamber, didn't he? And I, I've, I've never found her so attractive. Yeah, well done. <laughs> <laughs> Random Nerds Talking says, Gargano is back. I started singing the theme song before realizing who it was. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that's Good, yeah, kind of, yeah. I think that happened to a lot of people. It was so unexpected. Uh, or, like, I guess, like, if I look back, my brain probably thought, 
Oh, they're just reusing that music for someone else. Uh, also, Cody versus Gargano. Yes, please. Much love, boys. LIW44 Life, whatever. Uh, have you got a after theory who you want to see him feud with, apart from Champa? Yeah, I mean, me and uh, Louis Dangor on uh, Gimme Sport were talking about this yesterday, and I said I can, I can see them doing Johnny versus Champa as a WrestleMania mm. match. Not, maybe not for a title. I was actually really chuffed to hear Gargano say, look, I'm going, I want to be WWE champion, because that's a really... I think that's a really strong sign. Big, bold, yeah. big, big, bold thing to say. As for feuds, I mean, obviously it's the Miz. Like that's the, you know, <laughs> your default next person you go to uh, as an NXT call up, um, and then Dolph Ziggler, mm-hmm. um, and then probably Bobby Roode. Sheamus is in there sometimes. <laughs> yeah, Baron Corbin. Yeah, um, yeah. Who would I want to see him face with next? Sami Zayn. The two, the two eras. I, I want them to be ships at the moment because we need to get oh, that. Yeah, we yeah. need to get that big baby face Sammy turn with him and KO coming back together and beating the Usos, and then we can get back used to having underdog Sammy mm-hmm. with underdog Johnny on a different show, and then you can have the battle of the the two former big faces of NXT colliding. I like that AJ Styles. Yeah, Styles Gargano versus. Trying to think like who are the big heels on Raw mm. currently. Uh, and finally for now, Tem Rizza. It would have been fun to see what Gargano could have done in AEW, but it's great to see him come in hot and hopefully take the money in the bank and hopefully... Oh, no. I hate it when people put the briefcase on the line. Nope, let's not do that. Uh, and hopefully wrestle at Clash. Yeah, I think it might be too soon to set up a match, but maybe... Oh, oh, no, you can Austin do Theory, theory Gargano. Austin, yeah, Theory yeah. Gargano at the Clash. Um, I thought Raw felt the biggest it has felt in a long time. My God, if this show goes to two hours... Yeah, it won't. Yeah, it won't. Oh, we've just had one more in. Cliff Foster. Hey, Cliff. I'm on holiday and just swooped in to say, ah, bloody chuffed to see Gargano back. Thanks, Cliff. Uh, keep getting in your chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them. Over five US dollars, which I think is about 98 Canadian dollars. Before uh, the end of the show. Chats are putting out Seth Rollins. Like he's, yes. you know, he's the number one heel on the brand. Yeah, you're totally right. So this episode, of course, emanated from Toronto. It start the, the show started really nicely, had a, a shot of the announcers. There's Jimmy Smith saying, Hello, old Jillifers, welcome to Monday Night Raw. And then it cuts to like a, a guy, a cameraman running up the ramp to get the backstage action. Riddle and Seth Rollins are brawling. They try and cut back to the commentary team, but they brawl into the crowd. Riddle does a dive off the entranceway uh, and then, was it off the entranceway? No, he he teased ah. throwing uh, uh, Riddle. Sorry, teased throwing Rollins off, and then Rollins <laughs> got down, and they just brawled to the the back and got separated. And he bounced off the barricade, then and took everyone out, and then yeah. they were separated. And then commentary went, "Welcome to Monday Night Raw," and the pyro went off. And I just ah, oh, that's such smart production because yeah, it's really nice. You're like, oh no, back to what it should have been, which makes it feel even more unpredictable. If I had one criticism nitpick that I would put on this, and you know, I, I don't really like to do this much, uh, but during the brawl when they were fighting in Gorilla, I could not take my eyes off of um, Michael P.S. Hayes just in the background <laughs> with his stupid little bum bag there, <laughs> just sat there and I'm like, why, why is Michael Hayes in the background of this shot? Yeah. Tell him to move, because <laughs> he wasn't doing anything. He was just sat there being like, I'm Michael P.S. Hayes, go <laughs> jump off that ladder. Uh, the... We'll get a face-to-face next week. That's been announced. Can't believe. Them. I mean, you'd have thought with brawling so much, you just do the match next week. Why wait till Clash of the Castle? <laughs> it's not AEW. <laughs> no, 
not just going to rush the money match out next week. Uh, but no, I think they. I'm actually really excited to see a proper face to face because they've not had that yet. No, and they've done a really good job since SummerSlam. It's four weeks worth of TV. Haven't had a match together. Have only had a handful of in-ring segments together. This has been a venture that have had like 20 tag yeah. matches at this point. Triple H knows like, no, no, the, the benefit of this is actually building to the match and letting them then wrestle. So the first time you see them properly wrestle is at Clash of the Castle. Mm. If I, as a betting man, which I'm not, I reckon they were going to have a match at SummerSlam. Oh, 100%. But Triple H knew, well, I'm going to do this again at Clash of the Castle, so why would I do the match twice? Move it off SummerSlam, we'll turn it into this big angle that we'll do, and then we'll do the match at Clash. Mm -hmm. Much better way of doing things. Out came Trish Stratus next, who is from Toronto. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, Canada. Yeah, she's from, it's the same. Yeah, I mean, I think <clears throat> Canada is Toronto. Yeah, it's the, it, they're like Netherlands and Holland. Yeah. It's the same place. Well, I, I think there's there's also Vancouver, but I think those are the only two places in Canada. That Vancouver is in Toronto. Oh, is okay, sorry. As is Quebec. It's like yeah, a yeah. street, I think. Yeah, yeah. In Toronto. Montreal Avenue. Yeah, wh yeah. wherever it is. Mm -hmm. So Trish comes out and she says, I'm home, not just here, but in between the ropes. And then Bailey and her faction come out and they say, well, we we don't like you. You should go away. This is our time now. And then this brought out Bianca Belair. And they're like, oh, but the numbers, there's three of us, there's two of you. And I was just like, you guys, come on. <laughs> We've done this dance for a few weeks now. Just bring out Asuka. <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, I, I like the not insulting intelligence thing. This, this, this bit kind of did. Of course, out comes Alexa Bliss first, and then Asuka. But my favorite thing about that is that Bailey and to go, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! I didn't see this coming. It's like your match is first. Yeah. <laughs> they came out and they. I, I thought Trisha was going to be in the babyface's corner, but she just Thanosed away. Yeah, well, she had yeah. to go back and chat with Aaliyah. And they, it was Asuka and Bliss versus Sky and Kai. This was an okay match. I really liked Asuka and Sky working together. Really smart finish though where Asuka made Kai tap in the Asuka lock, but Io had already blind tagged herself in, broke it up, roll up on Asuka, and yeah, they win. Well, it was it was better than that, is that Dakota Kai didn't tap out, or like pass out or anything, she'd immediately tap out, because she mm. knew she wasn't a legal person, so mm. Asuka broke the hold and celebrated ah, like yeah, she yeah, won, yeah. and that allowed Sky to roll her up off the her own distraction. Really, really good finish. I, I thought it was a really, really smart thing. Match was totally fine. They advanced through to the finals. Um, we'll talk about the, 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 the fatal four-way that's on SmackDown and mm. my bigger issue I have with that. Um, but I, th I thought this was a, a perfectly fine match, a perfectly fine opening segment. I really like that this show did feel like Trish Stratus was trying to unretire, but people kept stopping her from doing <laughs> oh, so. No, no, no. No, let's have a Leah wrestle. <laughs> She's also from Toronto. It's Bailey's first match. Who, who, who are you going to go against? Trish Stratus? <laughs> no. Uh, the do you want to talk about that now though? Because mm. you've it's been announced that. Uh, uh, Toxic attraction. Correct. It's <laughs> a fatal attraction. Have <laughs> Very been, different. One of them's been injured. So Dolan. they are out, and there's going to be a second chance match. Dewdrop and... Dewdrop and Nikki, Nikki ASH, ASH. Sonya Deville and Natalia. Zaylee and Shotzi was a team I could not remember, and I had to go back to the graphic. Surely it's Brooke and Tamina. And Brooke and Tamina are the other ones who are also watching backstage. So they're the four. My issue with this is, is that they're all losers. And I feel bad for Asuka and Alexa Bliss who have been punished because they're not part of a mm. second chance thing. So the team that won and advanced themselves to the semifinals 
aren't being given the shot to get into the the finals, but a bunch of teams that don't win anything are being given that opportunity. I agree. It's it, but like there's been two layers of screw ups here. First, the whole was it Nikita Lyons who couldn't go to well, Canada? She says that's not the case, and it is Zoe Stark is legit injured, uh-huh. and it's uh, it's not a case of her being unvaccinated though. I mean, who who wouldn't believe a wrestler telling you these sorts of things? Well, Zoe Stark's injured. Then let's give her the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> and now there's another injury on their replacements. The money thing here is Kai and Sky winning, and then Sasha Banks and Naomi coming back, and that's the program. Yeah, and then you can build to Banks and Bailey at WrestleMania's takeover. It's Triple H, of course, he's going to yeah. do that. The other thing with Toxic Attraction is they're a three-person faction. <laughs> you can literally just put Mandy Rose in the match. She can just replace Gigi Dolan. Yeah, yeah. Like, J- poor JC Jade is being punished for well, her idiot mate. Mandy would have to care. <laughs> um, which is quite difficult but Mandy does care in, in NXT she likes Fatal Attraction mm. now I'm doing it she likes Toxic <laughs> Attraction and you could, Jason Jane could have taken the pin if you didn't want them to advance next up we had Dolph Ziggler versus Finn Balor and I look everyone's like oh yeah Dolph Ziggler's finally getting some veteran time in the last couple of weeks he got that win in uh, was it Cleveland was he from originally uh, it wasn't Cleveland D- Davenport it's the first American place I can think of. That's because Seth Rollins is there, I oh, think. This is annoying. He's from Ohio, isn't he? Yeah, he's maybe from, he is. Is he from... He's, it's because he's billed from Hollywood. <laughs> and from... it's overridden it in my head. Is he from Columbus? Let's just say it's Columbus. Yeah. Uh, Vancouver. He got the win then in his hometown. I'm like, cool, whatever. whatever it's Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. And he's lost the last two weeks, but they've been in like death spots where the crowd haven't really gone into it. Although people have really enjoyed the match. I haven't. Because my heart has been broken too many times with Dolph. To an extent where I refuse to get involved with him anymore. I've been hurt by him too many times. This made me made me get into him again. I think I know why. I think they are actually quite quietly cultivating a story here. Which is that Dolph's time is up. Mm. And he's had his run. And I think we're heading towards a retirement storyline. Because Kevin's whole thing was just when he interviewed, it's like, look, you've come up short a lot recently in the last couple of weeks. Balor comes in being like, look, I just don't know why you keep trying to attach yourself to these younger guys. And Ziggler's like, we're the same age. <laughs> Which is true. And I, they felt like they were telling the story that like Dolph, he lost you know, to Theory. I think he lost the week previous to that. Yeah, or he did, did, yeah. he, did he beat Chad Gable the week before that? He beat Chad Gable, but then I think he lost the week after. Yeah, and then he lost to Balor, and, he's lo- and then lost to Theory, and then lost to Balor here. Maybe we are going to do something. Because I was watching this being like, why is this Dolph? Mm. Why is Dolph getting this, all of these wrestling matches when there's a perfectly good Mustafa Ali sat there being like, pick me, pick me. I could go out there and do a great match. So I think there has to be a storyline reason for this. And I wonder if that is mm. the storyline we're going to. The broken down, quote unquote, old vet who is actually only a handful of years younger than Trish Stratus. <laughs> Trish Stratus is in her 40s. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's because she retired 16 years ago. Well, was that, like, that's it. It's because women tend to retire a lot earlier than the male wrestlers yeah. so like i think you could do something like the the crusty old vet he's been here for 30 years and has never really done anything with the time that he's had this he had is that one moment oh yeah no you're right he had that one moment 15 years mm. ago like but now it's like now's my time i'm gonna have my one last run i'm here to show the world <laughs> i i i think you're on the right path 
But to me, my first thought was, this was a feud with Judgment Day. Judgment Day in its original form, it would have worked far better, was taking underused young guys or gals, uh, people, and putting them in the faction. Uh, doesn't That was when Edge was the lead. Yeah. Doesn't, I don't know how Dolph comes into this faction, but I, I got the sense that Dolph might end up joining them. I, I can't see them doing that. Mm. They're, they're too busy trying to dom-dom and, and bring him in. I do dom-dom. But this match was really, really good. They had a bit of an interaction backstage beforehand where, you know, you said that line and Dolph Ziggler called him a bitch. So you and, know it's serious. And you could hear the the, ca- the t- Toronto crowd go, Ooh, Ooh. how about that? <laughs> <laughs> Put that on your poutine. We're not allowed to make fun of many country accents, <laughs> so let us have this. Uh, and they, they, I thought they had a cracking match. The crowd was super into them by the end. There was this best near fall on the whole show, a zigzag. The way that the commentators go like, I can't believe Finn Balor kicked out the zigzag. And I'm there like, everyone kicks out of the zigzag. It's a, not, it's a bad move that everyone kicks out of. But he finished matches with fi- for five years with that move. So everyone still sees it. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a really good one. It was but really good. Ripley uh, struck Dolph behind the referee's back. Balor got the win with a coup de grace. Uh, yeah, see where this goes. Got the Aaliyah interview backstage. Uh, this is where they asked about, um, is it Raquel, who's her yes. partner? Mm-hmm. Um, and Trish stepped in and was like, why don't you face Aaliyah one-on-one, Bailey? Bailey's return match. Her first match in like months and months and months and months and months. Also, Adam Pearce, with a bunch of officials, walked past the camera with what looked like a printout of something. Like, don't let this guy in. I mean, it was a picture of Dexter Loomis. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay, I didn't fully see it. Uh, nice detail. We got Chad Gable with Alpha Academy getting some hometown heat about hockey. Mm-hmm. And Florida beat Canada in the hockey recently. Touchdowns. Yeah. And I think they actually got five touchdowns in that match. Damn. Yeah. Uh, and then they said, we're looking for some new Alpha Academy recruits. I don't know if that's going to develop further on, but who would you put in the Alpha Academy? Oh, I'm struggling to care on that one, unfortunately. Well, they're a good act. I think it would be fun to to maybe, it would make sense to call up someone from NXT and put them in there. Yeah, someone like the, the Andre Chase lad. Like, he's got a university-based mm. gimmick. Makes the most sense for to use him. Yeah. Uh, or Gable Stevenson. They had yeah. a little... Tete-a-tete at WrestleMania? Yeah. yeah. That doesn't make sense. Chad Gable Stevenson. But the person who answered this open challenge was Kevin Owens. Oh, so... And I, you know what? I didn't actually see it coming. No. I was there racking my brain being like, who's going to be the person that answers this? Like, I mean, I'm going to assume it's someone Canadian, but who could that possibly be? And then Kevin Owens came I was like, oh yeah, you did it. Of course it's Owens. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect booking. Uh, especially with like all the Elias stuff that they shared together. It was a full-on, I am a new person now. Everyone I used to associate with, I'm kicking their ass. And it was a really good match. Really good at continuing that building momentum for Owens. Uh, Chad hit a German suplex on the apron or on KO. He was suplexing him out of his boots. It was it was awesome to see. But in the end, uh, KO went for a swanton bomb. Gable got the knees up and then rolled straight into a moonsault. But Owens dodged that straight into a pop-up powerbomb to win. Otis attacked him, but somehow Owens laid out both of Alpha Academy with a stunner and then a powerbomb on Chad onto Otis. And it didn't it didn't make Alpha Academy look weak. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't really pick up on... Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it didn't make them look... I thought it made them look a little bit weak, but not hugely yeah. so. Like, uh, this was really there to put over Owens, and that's what they were looking to achieve, and I think they massively achieved that. Like, the crowd were chanting for Sammy. thought, like, this will be oh. the day we get the, re- the arena, but it's, that's not, it's not the time to be doing that just yet. You've got to stir that pot to ever so slightly. This was a home run segment for me for a multitude of reasons. Numero uno, it solidifies Kevin Owen is neither face nor heel. Mm. He answers questions from faces. He answers challenges from heels. He is Kevin Owens, the prize fighter. Numero two. And the thing that I really, really liked, had his old t-shirt back. Mm. The old KO design. The old Kevin Owens. I've just done this in duct tape design. And it looked awesome. Like, he is properly just. We've hit a reset button. Ignore all of the crap that we've done with Kevin Owens on the main roster. He's just 2016 Kevin Owens again. Yeah. Or 2015 Kevin Owens on NXT, but again. And then hopefully, once once this character is done, Face of America. Oh, we can, we go, if we can bring that. One back, more try on it. it. It nearly worked. And put him straight in a feud with AJ Styles. <laughs> and they can trade that United States title back and forth like it's a mistake. It's just one of those things where you're like, on paper, this should work. <laughs> uh, I love this. I think uh, Owens really is my favorite wrestler in WWE. Mm-hmm. I keep forgetting it over the years, but he, and you know, he's my. It was him and Punk in 2010, or 2011, really, when Steen came back to ROH. Steen was <laughs> Kevin Owens' actual name, you know, before he came to the big place. Yeah, because you liked ROH before it was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, before Tony bought it. <laughs> in the parking lot? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, seeing him here, it really reignited all my love for him. And it was just like, and they're doing him right. Yep. And it really fleshes out this top main event division in WWE because Drew and Roman are fighting over the title. But then you've got Cross and you've got Owens and Owens is feuding with both Drew and Roman. Oh, it's it's so much deeper than what it used to be where it's just, here is the champion, here is the challenger. They only interact with each other for three months. Next. Yeah. Oh. I really like it. I cannot wait for the moment when him and Sammy reunite. It's going to be so great. Judgment Day had a promo backstage. Finn said Rey Mysterio is 6-1 mine. Pretty good. Good, I like it. How, how's nobody ever done that before? Because no one else has wanted to shag Mysterio, I guess. <laughs> is that Judgment Day's gimmick? Yeah, well, it's, I think it's Rhea Ripley's We want to gimmick. screw the Mysterios. <laughs> yeah. That's how you get inducted into the Judgment Day. <laughs> Just one massive orgy backstage. That's why they're all like, they're all quite kind of like quite close grinning. To each other. Like <laughs> that's what the orgies are like as yeah. well. Purple light everywhere. <laughs> lots of like Shane. <laughs> they turn up in those hooded robes and get in a big AR graphic. It's more than just swords around here, mate. <laughs> um, then we had Aaliyah versus Bailey. Bailey won. So this match was quite hilarious, really. Because Aaliyah had this match because she's from the area. She's from Toronto, Canada. And she came out, zero reaction. And then so like on the mic, from Toronto, Canada. And I was like, oh, cool. And then didn't care anything else she did after the match. And then this match was 95% Bailey beating up Aaliyah. And the match was long. 
And it was just her beating up Aaliyah and beating up Aaliyah and beating up Aaliyah. And the crowd got quieter and quieter and quieter along this went on. Aaliyah did one of Trish Stratus's moves, who's also yeah. from Canada. And the crowd were like, I don't care, mate. <laughs> I, <laughs> we I just, popped for you. Yeah, go, I mean, we're here for Reg. Like, we actually, we didn't even pop for a name. We popped for our own mm. hometown. So come on, that's all we want to see. And then Bailey won. R- made Aaliyah look absolutely rubbish. And she's one of the ones who's qualified for the finals of the Women's Tag Team Tournament. Yeah, but, you know, maybe she's better in that well-established tag team with Raquel Gonzalez. With her back. Yeah. Look at the back. That's my gimmick. <laughs> I've got a back, everyone. <clears throat> um, yeah, I thought it was pretty poor. This is yeah. the worst thing on the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, a shame for Bailey's first match back in the ring. Uh, Bobby and AJ are walking backstage. They're prepping for their tag match, and Adam Pierce and some officials, oh, it looked like they were looking at a smoking motorbike. Uh, this would be one of those ones where I was skipping forwards, mm. like because I knew an ad break was coming up. So you you preempt the skipping sixty. Bit of foreshadowing, because next up we had AJ. S- keep, sorry, the key to that is the same with the Instagram thing. It's my own fault for trying to fast forward things. Can't I miss these, these days. That's a good. That's a good thing for Triple H's mm. Raw. I'm not feeling like if I do this, I I get the worst experience. Yeah. Uh, AJ Styles and Bobby Lashley took on the Miz and Champa. Uh, this is cut. It's been building for a month. They've all been interacting with each other. Not a repetitive match. Good match to make. The match itself didn't really do anything. The crowd were dead for this. It just got quieter and quieter because they just beat up AJ for ages. Mm. And they weren't doing anything like creative about it. It was just Champa just locking in them rest holds. And then they were tagging the Miz who would lock in a rest hold. And Chabin, tagging Champa who would just lock in a rest hold. And the crowd just died a death. Yeah, this was less than the sum of its parts, I thought. But then I'm also like, maybe that was intentional. Maybe it's like, go out there, have a three-star match because... Generous. <laughs> because the point is the angle. And what happened was... Uh, I've really got no notes on the match itself, which went about 10 minutes before this angle here. AJ hits a phenomenal forearm on Miz outside, and there's a guy in a motorcycle helmet who grabs AJ, but then loads of security run and drag him away. doesn't really affect AJ that much. I've seen people go, well, why didn't the referee stop the match then? Referee's discretion. He didn't actually harm him at all, didn't impact the match. I think that's okay. But then the camera goes to The Miz, and there's another motorcycle helmet guy there. He removes his helmet. It's Dexter Loomis. He had used a decoy to outsmart the officials, love the smart heel psychopath stuff, then captured The Miz and walked out with him. What a pop Loomis got as well when he took the helmet off. Yeah. It's insane. Well, he's been, it's Dexter Loomis. But he's been built up. I guess this so, This is yeah. like two, three weeks of this act being built up. It'd be like, like it was Steve Austin under the mask. It was, <laughs> it was amazing. Well, credit, you know, props to him and stuff. <laughs> and he dragged the Miz off and literally like dragged him to the back like he's going to murder him. And Bobby and AJ's reaction is like, probably better beat up Champa some more though, hadn't we? That was the one bit for me. Weird ending. Because the referee then called for the DQ. That's a fair DQ because Loomis captured someone. But then I thought the way they've presented this angle, and I did like this angle, um, but the way they've presented this storyline so far, I really felt could have done with, you know, oh, I know we're feuding, but this is real. So AJ and Bobby maybe chase after Loomis. Champa's like, guys, no, this is... I would never say off script, but you kind of hint towards it. We need to go get him. Yeah. He's being misnapped. Yeah. So I'm going to take that stolen that from the chair. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, and, and the commentary are like, dude, the Miz has just been kidnapped. So this, unfortunately, I think this is where it went from quite cool, realistic storytelling into 
pro wrestling storytelling. It made AJ and Bobby look like massive dicks as well. Yeah, like yeah. really, I, I thought this, this, while it was quite a cool moment when, you know, Dexter Loomis like stole the Miz, but I think the rest of the segment just fell off a cliff and the crowd didn't pop for them mm. beating, like didn't pop for the spear, didn't pop for the phenomenal forearm. And it made Champa look like an absolute chump as well and made feel sympathetic to the horrible heel. Yeah. So I, I, I don't think this, this hugely worked. Uh, we got Johnny Gargano turning up next. Brilliant segment, like five out of five from top to bottom. One of the best of the year. Yeah. Uh, then we got the announcement that Kurt Angle's in Pittsburgh next week. Love Great that. Idea. Yeah. Love that so much. Just the same with Trish this week. You make the location a feature of the episode. Yeah. Come and see the local hero. Uh, women's tag final and Seth and Riddle go face to face. I can't believe we're actually recapping previews of the next week's episode on Raw. It's great, isn't it? And I'm excited for it. Yeah, yeah. And this episode felt bigger precisely because of the Edge Priest build. Yeah, two weeks worth of build. It was successful stuff. Speaking of, Edge and Priest were the main event. Edge's first match in Toronto in over a decade. Last match was beating Christian. They put that up on a Did You Know yeah. fact, didn't they? He beat Christian. Nice little detail in this. Damien Priest hit the unprettier. Mm. Love that little detail. Uh, Beth Phoenix was in the front row. I thought everything they did here was great. Edge, like, he took a bump through the announcer's table off a razor's edge. Ouch. He's like, jumped off the top rope. He hit a top rope Hurricane Rana at one point. The crowd weren't super into it. Massively into the entrance. Yeah. Hugely into the entrance. But, you know, it's three hours. Slightly worn out by mm. that point. It's a long time to sit there and wait for... Because a lot of those people will have paid just to see Edge have the match. And then you've got to wait three hours, more than three hours, because you'll have had like the main event tapings as well. So it's a long time to be waiting for something to happen. But then you've just had Johnny and Theory. I, I think this is enough. I mean, obviously something wasn't working because Toronto were a hot crowd. They were great all night. But, but they were they. Because for the actual wrestling... They weren't. They were into Ziggler's zigzag and they were into Owens, but really not a great deal. So maybe it's just about this long process of educating the audience that wrestling is good. Yeah, don't just, pop for, the, for don't just pop for the entrances and finishes. I really like this match, though. Uh, the, the added bit of Beth Phoenix uh, in the front row was a really nice touch. Edge hits a Canadian destroyer. He's too tall to be hitting that move. <laughs> And then um, hit a spear after some a ref bump and there was some concerto attempts and the chair leg bits. Uh, but yeah, Edge won. Yeah. And then after the match, uh, Rhea Ripley and Finn Balor got in the ring. They beat up Edge for a little bit. And then all of a sudden, Beth Phoenix jumps into the ring. She grabs the chair. She fends off Rhea Ripley. And then they have to hold Rhea Ripley back from attacking Beth. Yeah, it looks like we're either going to get them as a singles or like a multi-person match mm -hmm. uh, Clash of the Castle. I'd like a six-person tag. Edge, Phoenix, and Ray versus Judgment Day, I think is a really, really cool match. And you've got this idea of Dominic as well. Like, who's he going to side with? Wasn't allowed in the match. Picked yeah. Ray instead of you. And there's that history. Like, do you remember when they, uh, Edge accidentally attacked Dominic? Mm -hmm. Hit the spear on him? So you can play up on some of that as well. It's crazy that we're talking about things that have already happened playing into the future. It's mad, isn't it? I love it. I love it. I, I think we're going for the full six person. Uh, all of Judgment Day versus Ray, Edge, and Beth at Clash of the Castle. I think so as well, yeah. And then Dom signs with Judgment Day. So uh, two trios matches on the card as well. I smell some trios championships. <laughs> oh, that or Triple H has definitely just been watching a lot of AEW. It's like, trios yeah. matches are fun, aren't they? 
Um, but overall, a great angle to end Raw. I thought they, you know, really good main event with Edge. He won. He got that that hometown pop. The heels worked him over, and I was like, oh, you, you kind of want Edge standing tall. And they got that with the Beth thing, which is even better than the Edge standing tall. Yeah, I thought this was a really, really good episode of Raw. I, mm. I, I you know, it, actually, it was a great episode of Raw, yeah. really. Like, the, some of the wrestling on the show wasn't as good as we've had in previous weeks, but it's one of those weeks where it's like, oh, man, that sets up something really exciting for here. That sets up something really exciting for there. And I love that. And again, and I go back to what I said last week, another lame DQ finish on this show and no one's bothered by it because there's so much other good mm, stuff happening mm. around it and they're DQs that seem to happen for a reason. I do think though that Triple H just thinks it is an acceptable way to, to end a match and I don't think it is from a personal standpoint. What? So you're when how You've got to have DQ finishes. How many? Well, because uh, this yeah. was one on this episode. Yes, but it's following on from one the previous week, and that follows on from two the previous week before that, which follows on from two the previous week before that. Maybe he's weaning the audience off. <laughs> Is that what he's trying to say? You're Slowly. the problem. <laughs> me, Triple the H doesn't think you can handle no DQs. It's funny. So I'm, I'm on a, I like to watch wrestling while I'm editing podcasts and stuff, and I'm, I've now started this new thing. I'm going to watch every episode of Raw from the year 2000, because it makes it's an easier thing for me than to think about what pay-per-view I'm going to put on. I'm just going to, what, what's the mm. next episode? episode of raw and me and adam yesterday while we were having our lunch break watched the first episode of raw from 2000 and it opened with a really long rock promo <laughs> that was then followed up with triple h coming out and cutting a really long boring triple h promo then we had i'm not messing here within 20 minutes five backstage segments with triple h and stephanie mcmahon the first match was too cool versus the dudley boys nice. that ended when rikishi just got in the ring and super kicked devon dudley dq finish the next match kurt angle versus kane which ended when steve blackman got in the ring and hit to Kurt Angle with a kendo stick and a DQ finish. And I'm there being like, turns out the show's always been this way and it's never been good. That was good though. That's my childhood. That's what the I mean. hottest period, best creative the year best ever creative in WWE. year they've ever had. And this was a bad first episode. And actually, I thought this episode was better than that one. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I thought this was, this was genuinely good. I've been saying that the two hours, like three hours is too long. This three hours genuinely flew by. Uh, I, and I, I really, really watched the Johnny Gargano thing. I've not been that in, like properly engaged in like a sort of AEW way, the way I watch AEW for for a long, long time. It's a captivating promo, really, a very human promo. Yeah, and I just it, I loved it. So this this wasn't just a great Raw episode. This was a great TV episode of anything. I like you know like I I feel like this could genuinely stand alongside actually good tv as opposed to the caveat oh but it's wwe Raw. with bailey versus Aaliyah. it's a three-hour show there's gonna be a dud scene i it's the highest one of the year i gave it 86 percent uh yeah i'd have given this a solid four out of five mm -hmm. Before we get into your remaining Ultra Chats, let's say thank you to our wonderful Pledge Hammers on Patreon. Daylight Robbery, Rob James. Oh, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. Oh no, I can do it, I can do it. Rob Steiner Recliner, I did it. Yo, Adrian. Rocky. I'm, I'm still not there. Hold on, where am I? Uh, King R.K. Jones. Ross, Pooba Scuba Cuba. 
Rue the day. Ruari O'Brien Kelly. The man with the scoops, Sean. The torrential tribute, Spencer Vornhagen. The Pharaoh, Stephen Mazzaferro. Stephen, howling if you hear me. The Incredible Tarzo. The Pim Particle, Terry Hankamer. And that is all of your Patreon shoutouts for August 23rd, 2022. Tomorrow at half past six British summertime, so it'll be like very early in the morning for you Americans, our review of SummerSlam 2005 will be dropping into your RSS feed. A really, really fun review that runs about three and a half hours, I think, the, the mm-hmm. podcast in total. We go into all the backstage details about Hogan, Michaels, Eddie and Dominic. We have quite a lot of laughs at where the F is Vicky. <laughs> where the F is Vicky? <laughs> and all the madness that happens on the show, all the Edge and Matt Hardy and Lita stuff as well. Uh, you remembered your love of Todd Grisham getting crank called from TNA fans. <laughs> hey, Todd, I just wanted to ask if you dodge questions about TNA like you dodge the women. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. So that drops tomorrow for you Patreon backers. Uh, yeah, go over to patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk to get that and loads of other exclusive content. An exclusive podcast every Wednesday. Last call for Ultra Chats. Charles Berg says, Another solid and focused episode of Raw. I was thinking of what to call Bailey's team. The Karen Combat Club? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. But he said all spelled with Ks. Right, yeah, which uh, is, yeah, yeah. Uh, you could call them, ah, uh, yeah, oopsie. Uh, let's just forget that idea. Also, Dolph's jacket is spikier than Ray's. Rears. Rears. <laughs> jam that jam. And Chris Rears. <laughs> Mayor of Painesville, Dan. Hello, Luke. Hello, Ollie. Wasn't this a brilliant show? Long-term storytelling, incredible moments, characters and storylines to care about. This new generation of stars Triple H is bringing is the extra topping and on top, the mega moments Dexter Loomis is creating. It's working so far. Dan was right all along, it would seem. Anonymous. Hey, lads. First time Ultra Chat here. Was at the show last night. Crowd was super loud, especially for Kevin Owens and Edge. Surprisingly, not as much for Trish Stratus. Trish Stratus. Though, also, Dolph versus Finn rocked. Been watching y'all for six years now. Jam that jam. Jam that jam, Anonymous. Ben Vlerick. Beth Phoenix returning is great and all, but eventually a male WWE superstar is going to have to do something about Rhea Ripley attacking them without consequences. Not everyone's wife can come in for help, lol. Edge, just spear her. You've done worse. I mean, yeah, he's speared women in the past. Mm. What's stopping him now? Yeah, I... Do you think Cash would be really upset? Dax would be really upset with him, so he won't do it. Why, what would Cash do? Oh no, Dax, I mean, Dax has got his little eight-year-old girl, and he was like, oh, I don't want to see one of my best friends in the world, Edge, spear a woman on TV. Fair, fair. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but I, I do know what you mean. Like, Rhea Ripley has to get a receipt eventually. Yeah. Hmm. And it's Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> Dominic Mysterio hitting the 619 on her. Oh, he wants... He doesn't want to do that. With He's, a little dummy. He's a little dummy puss boy. <laughs> <laughs> the guilty hat. <laughs> Ollie is right. They have been tailoring the shows to the location with hometown stars. As a proud Welshman, I'm excited to see what Welsh star they bring out for us at Clash at the Castle. Oh, wait. Mark Andrews. Tegan Knox. Yeah, Mark, Mark Andrews they... was released. Uh, maybe, maybe just throw people off the scent. 
<laughs> I, I think right. me and Louis were talking about this on Gimme Sport yesterday. I can see them doing bringing like that's the show you bring Tegan Knox back. Mm, yeah. And you have to give her the big moment there in Clash of the Castle. Tem Rizza. I hope new sets, new themes, and new looks are coming soon for Raw SmackDown. Same for AEW. I just want to see Triple H come out for a promo because it would be so much fun and he will get an amazing reaction. Shout out to New Japan Stardom. Exciting stuff. Wrestle Kingdom 17. Yeah, we're going to be crowning the first ever IWGP women's champion. Mm. Uh, I think that actually happens at Royal Quest. No. I thought it would... Isn't it Wrestle Kingdom? Is it a Wrestle Kingdom? I don't think. I just saw something that was attached to uh, Royal Quest. Maybe we're getting like one of the qualifying matches or something. Uh, Yeah, Triple H. A Triple H promo would be nice at this point, but I also see why he wants to... Yeah, not do that. I think that time has passed. Mm. Uh, Mr. Gajilli. Hey, guys. Loving the Triple H era. Looking forward to see what he's got for Alexa going forward. But I've seen that Triple H has made Champa the next Triple H, and now Sean has Johnny Wrestling to be the next HBK, even down to the super kick. Last week, DIY is DX 2.0. Hopefully not as twattish. Well, that's so much better uh, in terms of... Well, they're, they're less annoying. They're a totally different act, but... I was going to say, I mean, I think some people do look back on DX with rose-tinted spectacles, mm. but actually they were a dreadful act that only lasted about a year <laughs> on TV and produced awful television in 97, and then even worse in their second and third run. They won the war. <clears throat> they showed up in the tank. <laughs> it's, a, it's a jeep. Again, Mr. Gajilli. Second of all, with the control more likely winning the tag championship next week, I think they could do winner-takes-all the six-man tag at the Clash at the Castle to make the match even bigger than it is now, and Alexa turns on her team, costing Bianca her title. Uh, no, I think they'll just have the belts there, because the, the money match is, is in is Sasha Banks and Naomi yeah. doing the, the title-for-title stare-down. Like, I, I think have Sasha and Naomi come out with their women's tag titles, all of them hold up their belts. Title unification. They're going to be one awesome. women's tag team championship standing. Hot tag. Vandalia1998 says, I didn't get to watch much NXT because of my work schedule, but now that it's actually canon instead of another in-universe, it opens up so many possibilities. Mm. The 6-9-Hockey uh, says, Hey, lads, first time Ultra Chat for me. Was at the show last night. Crowd was super loud, especially for Kevin Owens and Edge. Oh, surprisingly not. We had that chat earlier. Oh, came yeah. through twice but actually with their name this time uh so thank you very much dj miller last night's role was amazing because the toronto crowd brought the energy and it's what wwe needs whenever they do u.s shows edge hits the canadian destroyer and i freaked out i know pd was in the back like a proud father no pd williamson in the back being like i cannot believe that my, <laughs> the move i created that was a finish to matches is a setup move for 20 other moves before a match yeah. ends I forgot Petey Williams was a producer. Yeah, that's a good good point. Uh, Ten Rosa said, so excited for Dynamite and next month of AEW. So many intriguing things happening. Trish, please do another run with Lita. Wouldn't mind the Bellas, Victoria and Mickey James return. Sasha and Amy return soon. WrestleMania 39 is going to be fire with The Rock versus Roman Reigns. I'm not so into that, but I can see the value in Stratus and Lita having a run to really build up those women tag belts. I'd love them coming with <clears> those <throat> tag belts and stuff. But actually, I'd, I'd love to see Trish versus Bailey. I think that'd be a great match. Best is for business. <gasps> I remember that was their rubbish called. name. That yeah. was their rubbish name. Random nerds talking. If Gargano faces the Miz, then Champa will have the dilemma. Oh no, my old boyfriend's fighting my new boyfriend. Also, I don't think it's too early for Gargano versus Theory. I don't think it's too early for Gargano versus Theory. Uh, I would give such a big showing for them. Also, Gargano versus Ali would be mm. just fun. William Bune has been a member for. 16 months in a row, said I'm about eight minutes behind, but what a great time to be a wrestling fan. 
Chris Louis said, you two are the OGWT. Love when you guys do the reviews, news and podcasts. Love everyone, but nothing is better than the OGs. Johnny had Loomis kidnap Miz to get Champa back from the Vortex. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> we don't know how this is going to pay off. I don't think that they are connected. In, I mean, despite <laughs> their NXT is in continuity, this feels like a very different Johnny Gargano to that. So anything with Dexter Loomis. Loomis is Gargano's son-in-law. Maybe. Right, DR. See, that is how you use a legend. Trish not only teased the match, but also helped further the storyline mm. and tried to help Aaliyah matter. On a side note, how old is 40 really? Between Trish, Dolph, and uh, Finn and Lashley, I really <laughs> do need to work out. Uh, they continue, when making a list of WWE superstars I thought would benefit most from the Triple H era, who picked Dolph Ziggler? I actually cared about his wrestling last night. It's always been great in the ring, but I haven't cared since the Miz storyline for the IC belt, which I just will remind everyone it was six years ago. Yeah. Every time people like the Miz had a great run in 2016, six years ago. Yeah, Talking Smack was on. That's how <laughs> that was the catalyst. But I totally agree. I'm, I'm so surprised about the Ziggler push, and it's it's good. Will Campbell, hi guys, this episode was amazing. I had a similar reaction to your editor review when Gargano's music hit. Practically jumping off my couch with my mind processed that Rebel Heart, my favorite entrance track, was playing. It's awesome to see him back. And Riot DR adds, Edge is 48 and at least 6'3. Damien Priest is around 6'5, and there's a Canadian destroyer. We need to remember this happened. Also, a Canadian destroyer and a super kick led to the finish of matches. I love that. Love you guys. All the love. And lastly, here, and apparently this translates to more. So as though a few more come in, my apologies, I have not hit the refresh button. Gabriel Reyes, my five-year-old niece watched the show with me while I had it on this morning. She put her hands in her fighter stance and said, go on, Rhea, fight someone who can uh, can hit you back. Entertainment for my <laughs> precious one, 4.5 out of 5 for me. That's awesome. Uh, Pansexual Chocolate says, I'm not surprised that Johnny went back to WWE because, for, because him and Candice are most likely a package deal. And why would she with the way, go to WWE with the way they book women? This won't be the last time this happens. Well... Yeah, I, I I agree that WWE is the smarter option for women's wrestling right now. But the Young Bucks are very, very close with Candice. Mm -hmm. And that, like, I think they would have. But then again, you know, so's Brit, I guess. Well, I mean, Tony doesn't think that they're good on TV, I guess. Uh, Brandon says, Luke with the lame DQs. What do you want? There are such things as cool DQs. Dexter <laughs> kidnapping Miz was a cool one. My point wasn't just that it's a cool or bad DQ. It's just it's another DQ on the show when there was a DQ last week and DQs before that. I'm just raising the point. Triple H thinks it's an acceptable finish to a match when he doesn't want to book a winner. And that worries me because that just means we're going to have more matches on TV where, and that was one of the things I was hoping was going to be left in the Vince era was booking matches on TV where I don't want either to lose. So I just book a DQ finish to get my way out of it. DQ finishes can be great and DQ finishes are great. But if you do one on every show, they become a, a, a cop out way to end a match. I think it's okay generally if you have a cool angle off the back of it. And I think all the DQs have so far. Uh, even the the ones with Bianca Belair and Io Sky and they that that was the worst of the bunch. I do agree. And then they did another DQ directly after that because they didn't want either of them to lose again when they did the tag match. I can't remember. Yeah, because they just like I, I all I'm saying is booking matches that you don't want to have people losing is not a great way to put TV on. That's just my personal opinion. Though. And O2 Tenka said it's interesting when you change one person who's been crikey. Do you want to have a go at this? Flosiana hallucinating. I don't think it's a word. I don't think it is either. Uh, entire WWE gets changed. Everything gets better. Greetings from Peru. 
and lastly here, I'm just going to quickly hit refresh just to make sure it is, uh, from Louis, who says, hey guys, not sure if you watched the latest Botchamania, but Luke, did you make that Jericho Fozzy bit in the outro? Jam that jam, Rebel Heart, this Rebel Heart. Because you don't like Fozzy, maybe. I think Fozzy are rubbish. <laughs> Terrible joke band that has gotten out of hand. Uh, and Just Dunny here has been a member for 12 months in a row, just says, wee! Well, thank you, everybody, so much for all those lovely chats and for joining us here today. Go and check us out on Patreon as well because we've got an exclusive podcast with me and Luke reviewing SummerSlam 2005 tomorrow that goes live. And subscribe to this channel because uh, who's back? Pete and Tempest? No Tempest. Uh, it's, no. It's uh, Pete and who is Pete doing the Probably review? Andy. I think it's Pete and Andy doing the uh, AEW review this week. A big old... No, it's Adam. No, it's going to this. It's Pete and Andy. Andy, okay. Andy was uh, Adam was oh, last week. Yeah, yeah. So it's Pete and Andy reviewing a big episode of Dynamite. John Moxley versus CM Punk for the World Championship. Maybe too big, uh, but yes, please do subscribe. We'll see you soon. Jam that jam. Jam that jam. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.